Welcome to this special edition of the Scottish Watches podcast. This is a little bit out of sequence because we kind of lost a couple episodes during the year, one of which was Rick's fault recently with episode 99, which he forgot to send the audio for. Kind of worked out in our favour because Tim Moss's episode hit the magic 100 number, but it meant we had a gap. So what we've done is we've spoken to our good friends over at 10 and 2 podcast, and they have graciously allowed us to use one of the episodes that we worked with them on. It was about a month, month and a half ago. It went up on the 10 and 2 website and it's the two Ricks and the two cats talking about watches and basically finding out a little bit about them a little bit about us and talking about what's happening with watches and the industry and the community in general so i hope you guys are having a very merry christmas this is coming out on christmas day itself so if you're bored with the queen's speech and you're bored with all the family dramas you can sit down relax pop your headphones on have a shandy and have a listen to this speak to you guys soon and our next episode is out on friday so have a good one Welcome, welcome, welcome to the... Hey, 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 hey. what's going on here? <laughs> it's, pal- it's a takeover. It's a hostile no, takeover. No, 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 no. This is the 10 and 2 podcast. You guys wait your turn to speak, okay? You wait till we introduce you. I, I've never waited my chance to speak in my life. I'm not about to start now. <laughs> I need you to raise your hand and we'll call on you, okay? <laughs> so in case you guys have not put together, we are here today with Rick and Ricky from the Scottish Watches podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scottish Watches oh, podcast. <laughs> He's got to get that plug in. It's, oh, it's, it's like Pavlov's dog. We do a it's countdown. We click our fingers. I learn these small pleasures. <laughs> oh, bless his little heart. Welcome, welcome, welcome right. to the Scottish right. Watches podcast. Right. <laughs> we get it. We get that dementia setting in real fast. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> it's just the dementia. It'll slow down eventually. Poor guy. Bless his heart. I know. Well, so welcome, guys. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm alive. That's the main thing. Yeah. Are you coughing much? <coughs> Don't oh, think gosh. so. No, I'm okay. You're okay? I think All right. So, so you're going to survive this interview. We were worried you weren't going to make it to this interview point. Um, Hoping or worried? You know, we won't We won't say. <laughs> we won't okay. clarify. Leave it ambiguous. That's fine. <laughs> and then uh, you are at some horror convention, correct? Something like that? Yes, it's country and western music thing I'm at, so it's uh, pretty scary. It is pretty scary, <laughs> to admit. No, no I'm, down, I'm down in Englandshire. Rick is up in Scotlandshire, and I'm at a horror convention where they're screening lots of scary movies and things over the course of that sort of weekend running up to Halloween. Fun. And you to. took an hour of life to come and talk to us. So thank you. Yeah. So what happened was... I spoke to the guys that are organising this and said, hey guys, listen, I've got a podcast to record with some uh, people over in Tennessee. Is there a room I can use? They thought I was doing a horror podcast and I didn't correct them. <laughs> That's the only so reason were you were allowed around. the room. Yes. They said, oh, oh, we'll give you our staff room. We won't let anybody in. We'll be careful. Here you go. Here. You need anything? I was like, no, it's absolutely fine. And then they said, what's the name of your podcast? I said, I'll tell you when I finish because I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so hi, guys. Thanks to the guys that organised this. It's Celluloid Screen in Sheffield at the Showroom Cinema. So check it out Fancy. if you're in Sheffield next year. So what films have you watched over? What's been on? 
loads loads of films hey, uh, it's guys. mostly indie stuff lo- sort of kind of low budget things uh, there's one though it's got Robert uh, Robert Patrick the guy that played oh the Terminator T-1000 in Terminator yeah, 2 yeah. Uh, there's like they get all out of Silicon Valley the TV shows in it but there's lots of like independent ones and low budget which are actually really good because you don't have you don't you don't get molded by it's like independent watches you don't get molded by the big multinationals when you do your own thing so I'm at the the equivalent of the Nodus film convention <laughs> <laughs> I like how you have turned this into a Scottish watches podcast and gone straight into movie talk <laughs> well that's where I'm at so girls what's been happening right. with you guys over there just busy yeah yeah absolutely so, busy let, let, I take it the whole that doing a podcast is easy thing. You've forgotten all about that now, yeah? I don't think we ever said it was easy. <laughs> I don't remember. No. I, in fact, I remember crying on the phone to you several times while we were starting this, trying to figure things out. So, um, but no, in case anybody is wondering, it's not easy um, at all. Especially two, two episodes is, a week. You guys right. make it sound easy. And the fact that you make it sound well, that's easy, all you're doing it right. That is all cat is right there. Oh, for ah. sure. She does all... You know me. It's a miracle that I can turn on the computer and speak <laughs> into like and record things on my own. So, um, Should we check if there's any speakers running in the room and there's any echoes or are we all past that now? We're yeah. all... Yeah. I'm basically borderline professional at this point. Yeah, we're good. Cat doesn't... Okay. See, before... You guys have been doing this for almost a year and I like how before we started recording, you still had to give... Like walk Rick through how the mic is supposed to be and all that. I don't have to... <laughs> have that like i'm, I'm good that's because you're sitting in the same room as each other no but we don't always sit in the same room as each other and i i'm trusted on my own like an adult so oh, yeah that's good well before we get too far into this episode let's do a quick did you, did you, did you like because, that did you like um, that ricky that's Catelyn trying to like take control of this interview again did you see that that was it's her that show was quite, it's almost it. like it's, my, it's our show right. almost professionally yeah. done so, bef- <laughs> all right so rick what's on your wrist oh well do you need to ask oh my i mean gosh. but our listeners may not know so we we know you're wearing the the panerai because you always wear the panerai <laughs> am, but why don't you go into i am how wearing much you love my panerai. panerai 1950s 8 day uh gmt uh yes it's my go-to watch it's just the watch i wear all the time i've got other watches but it just turns out this is the one i like the most so it's the one that I wear most often, despite the fact that I have other watches. Other watches are available, even to me. It's just I choose not to wear them. <laughs> okay, so that's your go-to. What about Ricky? What are you wearing? So, Rick, it's a bit like Men in Black. This is the only watch you'll ever wear. <laughs> is that not a Hamilton in the Men in Black? It what is, is but it's that? like, this is the only suit you'll ever wear. It's a movie reference. We're trying to cram. No, 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 no. no. This is like hurting oh, cats, the guys. The difference between, <laughs> oh, well. the difference between right. you and me is I make this look good. Is that what we mean? Oh, God. Right, okay. <laughs> right. Never mind. You let's, can't handle the truth, Let's right. move on, guys. <laughs> Ricky, what is on your wrist? <laughs> well, the next movie reference will be a 1989 movie with Michael Keaton. Batman. Jack. Oh, there you go, Batman, yeah. You know who's, yep, Batman, well done. Yeah, wearing the Batman today. Because I'm going to a movie festival, so what else would you wear? (laughs) It's not on its own strap, so I left that at home. Do you that you're wearing this watch because it's called a Batman? Oh, is it back on the bracelet? Uh, Thank goodness. It's back on the bracelet. Okay. I wound Ricky up enough when we went to the event a couple of weeks ago at the, the Hodinkee thing that I thought, well, you know, I'll be nice to him. He's a bit frail. We don't know how long he's got left. 
We're hoping he'll hold on till Christmas, but winter <laughs> takes the elderly all the time. So you have to do what you can for these people. There we go. Aww. So what about you girls? What are you wearing? What do you got, Kat? I'm, I'm wearing my Explorer 2 today. The Polar Explorer. Ah. Yeah. Very GMT's in the house. GMT's in the house. Mm-hmm. What you wearing, Kat? I have the Stova, the uh, Warnermon Stova, and then I have it on the gray Warnermon strap that you gave yeah. me last night. All gray. All gray. Like the Nashville skies today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get this straight. At what stage do you think Warren Wound are just going to say to you, Catelyn, You've done enough. Just keep the watch. I don't know, but I need to get to that point. <laughs> whatever, whatever I need and, to keep doing. And it's like going did. to the coffee shop and you get a little card and every time you mention one and one, they stamp <laughs> off on your card until you keep the watch. Can somebody reach out and find out how many times I need to mention this watch? <laughs> okay. We can do that for you. Yeah, let, let's find out how many times. I'll, I'll just plug it eight billion times. <laughs> No, it's super cool. I love this thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so we just, we were on an episode of you guys's over the summer. I think it was episode 55. Um, and I've known you guys, for, well, I've known you, Ricky, for a few years now. Um, and then yeah. Rick, just since the podcast started. And, and now, you know, we're all, all good friends. We have our group chat. Rick sends emojis now, which is kind of cute. Um, <laughs> I'm learning. Sort of. Is it, um, is it perfect? What? <laughs> is it perfect? Why do you make fun of the way I talk? You know, Pat and I were just talking about this the other day. It's called low-hanging fruit. Every time you mention our podcast, it's like done, Uh like you throw a little shade. Like, what the heck, guys? Do you not think it's like cute and adorable the way we do it? See, shade. (laughs) Shade. I mean, we're quite happy to stop talking about you, but, you know, obviously... That means folk will start listening. I, I think we treat you like our younger sisters. <laughs> and we're always you know, taking the piss out of you just a little bit. We love you, but we still take the piss. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we look yeah. at you guys like our, our much older, like, much older. grandfather figures. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Werther's Originals. Do you have Werther's Originals in the States? I'm sorry? Do you know what a, Werth- do you know what a Werther's Original is? Yes, of course. Those. Yeah, they're they're they're, you have them in America. Are they American, are they? I don't know if they're American, but we have them here. Right, okay. And are they advertised over there the same way they are here, which is the kind of sweet your grandpa has in his pocket mm-hmm. that's covered in lint of are a they... slightly dubious disposition? <laughs> are they even advertised here? I don't think I don't so. feel like I've ever seen a Werther's commercial. No. But I know that every right, grandparent okay. has these in their pocket. These and like mints. Yeah. And yeah, random candies. Mm-hmm. The wrapper is like half on them. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this week in Sweeties. <laughs> All right. So back to the back to watches. Back to watches. We're getting we're oh, going then. We're getting on topic. Um, so just wanted to know for our listeners who haven't heard you guys, um, just kind of get to know you guys and like what got you into the hobby. Um, I, I think that both of you have like a really interesting story. Your stories are very different as far as what got you into this hobby. Um, so how did you start getting into watches? Do you actually have a piece of paper in front of you that's got that question written on? No, I don't actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Rick, I need the toilet, so throwing. you answer this one. Man. So, have I answered How did I get into it? A. I bought this Panerai, and that was pretty much it. Was the Panerai your you first sure, right? watch? I, I think the story you told me was you were outside and you put a rock 
at midday in the middle of the ground and you looked where the sun was coming off it and that was your first one that was like about 2000 years ago <laughs> yes I, I started with the sundial then the water clock mm-hmm. and then we got into the kind of immovable town centre clocks and then carriage clocks then we discovered how to do longitude and all the rest of it and then Mr Breguet came mm-hmm. along and Mr Blancpain and all the rest of it and we are where we are now but apparently no the, the first luxury watch I bought was was genuinely this Panerai. Uh, you said luxury. Always, okay, ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> okay, the first, the first, the first mechanical. Mecha- well, we, uh, was it the first mechanical? It probably was actually. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. I used to wear, which I still have, a Citizen Digiana robot watch, which I loved, and came from a shop in the UK called Ratner's which will, for those who are listening to this in the UK, which is probably me and Ricky listening to it on playback, uh, has a, a very interesting story behind it in that the guy who owned Ratners, which was the biggest jewellers in the UK, basically said something at a conference, got caught up, and the whole thing went bust within six weeks type of thing. Uh, so I had that watch. I had admired it for a long time, wore it forever. And then my wife's cousin... Worked for Richemont and got me into talking about watches. Is that not an overshare? You told me never to tell anyone that. Did I? Mm. Yes. No, I think I've spoken about that before, have I not? No. That just been that been just been me and you. (laughs) Yes. Well, now now it's you guys in the the world. (laughs) Oh, Rick! They've now got a warehouse of stuff they can use. Uh, (laughs) Listen, our warehouse is far bigger than their warehouse. Uh, All the blackmail. and yeah. ours is covered by Scots law. <laughs> Carry on, Rick. Carry on with the story. Thing. Anyway, so I got into Panerai, bought this Panerai, and then just kind of dabbled buying a few other things. I've got one of those Explorer 2s that you're wearing, uh, Cat. We do. We, we should say we call you Cartoon Cat privately. That's fine. I like it. Because, because the problem is that we know Cat Len as Cat. As Cat, yeah. But you guys in your infinite wisdom decided to swap that round for your <laughs> podcast so that Cat, who we know as Cat, is now Catlin, who we produce Caitlin. Oh, because... don't even. Don't start. <laughs> don't start. And Cartoon Cat, who we knew as Cartoon Cat because of your former Instagram uh, picture, is now cats it's very confusing for, for, a, for a bearer of little brains such as myself it's quite confusing apparently I can but see. anyway so from that bought some more watches still don't wear them still just wear the Panerai that's pretty much it and then I bumped into Ricky and then it all went horribly wrong from that point <laughs> onwards so what's yeah. uh, what else is in your collection what else is my collection well I don't like to speak about it oh gosh I don't like I don't like to speak about it you're but an international some, man of mystery International man. <laughs> uh, no, he's an international man of misery. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Uh, so, what else have we got? We've got IWC. So, we've got IWC Perpetual Calendar, G Shock or two. Uh, some rather like the Alpinist, the Hodinke Alpinist. What else have we got? What else have we got, Ricky? You probably two Fly Magic Swatches. The Fly Magic Swatch. Gorilla, the gorilla watch, Fastback GT. The gorilla, that's Fastback GT. That's quite Speedmaster, nice watch. right? Fiftieth anniversary Speedmaster still in the box. Oh my gosh! I, 
I, I am tempted to say if anybody really wants it, make me an offer. But <laughs> I, I think I'm now beginning to get my head around actually wearing it. So my countenance has risen once again, which you know, happens every so often if you you know take the right tablets. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking of actually taking it out in public. So there you go. All right. Um, well, so Ricky, what about you? <laughs> Oh, well, I think it's roughly about the same sort of time period as Rick. Maybe start of 2017. End of 2016, I thought, I'm going to get myself like a fitness tracker or something. So I got a really, really cheap one. I don't know where I got it. I think it was eBay or something. And I wore that and I thought, this is a bit shitty. I was on a couple of forums to do with like computers and tech stuff. And I posted up as a joke in one of their watch groups. And everyone slaughtered me and said, that's not a real watch. That's just a fitness tracker. These are real watches. And I thought, right, okay, it's about time that I went out and got myself a decent watch. Unfortunately, the watch I bought wasn't decent, but it was because it was not decent that it led me into the hobby. So it was the end of 2016, start of 2017, went out and decided to buy what I thought was a luxury watch, which would be a Rolex, first name that sort of comes to mind when you think of this when you're new. Went and bought one, and it was a lemon. Uh, it was running about 45 seconds a, a, a minute. It's a very rare very rare Rolex that the lemon <laughs> the lemon edition yeah so it was running about a minute fast running about it's staggeringly but, valuable now the lemon Rolex <laughs> Rick shut the f*** up yes. sorry <laughs> thank you right no problem at all so this was running about a minute fast and I didn't know what was going on I thought is that is that how these things run you know it's old it's, it's mechanical it's ancient technology Went on the interwebs, did some Googling, found the Rolex forum, went on there, started reading about movements, how it all works, uh, just got kind of interested in it, watched some YouTube videos, found a bit Tim Mosso and Watchbox, watched some of his videos, it really got me turned on to the hobby, took the watch back within its sort of cooling off period of seven days, got my money back and then bought a watch that was actually running properly, but by that point I was kind of hooked in the hobby. That was the January 2017. I booked up for Basel, which was two months later. Went across to Basel, slept in Basel Airport overnight. Went round the show, fell in love with the hobby even more. And that's about it. Skipped forward a couple of years, bumped into this old guy called Rick. Um, and I felt a bit sorry for him. You know, he was down in his luck. And I Aww. said, well, why, why don't we start a podcast and I'll, I'll let you come along too. And that, that's kind of what happened, I think. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so I went from the, the Rolex. Uh, it was a 1999 Rolex GMT Master, the original one, not the two. That went back. Then I got a 2012 GMT Master 2LN with the green highlights on it, which I didn't like. And from that, I went to the BLNR, which is the Batman. And that's the one that I've currently got just now. And then I've got a lot of other amazing watches, like Invictus and whatnot as well. <laughs> Some Tudors, a Omega. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Um, what are your, uh, out of curiosity, Do you get, have you both gone into flipping at all or no? No, that's Adrian you're talking about. He's not on this show. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What, what would you say is you guys' grail piece? Ooh. Ooh. Right right now, anything by Debethune. Yes, agreed. Possibly that gold one, uh, which is I've not got it in front of me. Is it the DB twenty eight? Yeah. Uh, or is the DB is a DB twenty eight? No, no, DB twenty eight. Is DB the DP the DB twenty eight all gold or whatever it's called, or mm. the Debethune diver, the one that's got the little dynamo in it for providing uh, light. Uh, both of which are GPHG watches, mm -hmm. or so either of them would do nicely. 
Yeah. If I ever manage to flip my watches to actually, I, I've tried to invent this Ponzi scheme for flipping oh, watches. Oh, we heard. We heard all about it. <laughs> <Well, laughs> <laughs> and it, it's straight up a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The watches were just resting in my safe. <laughs> Listen, we have had a response. A response. So I think, You've had one person. I think, no, no, one. we've had, no, we've had multiple responses. And I think we're going to try and make this happen. So the oh idea of this, just in case any of, any of your listeners are interested. <laughs> well, I'd been thinking about this. So I've got this Hodinkee Blue Alpinist, which is a lovely watch. Uh, it's too small for me because I'm just too used to looking at Panerai's on my wrist or G-Shocks or uh, bigger watches. So I just can't get the hang of it. Uh, but I don't necessarily want to just sell it on the basis of it'll probably sell for at least what I paid for it. Might even get a little bit, you know, a few quid more or pay for the taxes or whatever. Uh, so I thought, well, maybe I can do something a bit more interesting with it, which is we could create like a chain of people who I will sell it for the price I bought it for to a person. They can have it for as long as they like. But they then know that there's somebody else in the chain that they can just move it on to. So that the four or five, six hundred quid that it costs is, you know, only for a short term. If they own it and they break it, then fair enough, that's their fault. It's not, doesn't go back down the chain. Nobody else is responsible. But it means that for a little investment, you can try a watch and then you've, without going to the hassle of, you know, sticking it on eBay and Chrono24 and all this nonsense, you know there's somebody else in the chain who'll just buy it off you and they'll try it. And then we were thinking they maybe I'll write an article or maybe they'll buy a maybe they'll buy a NATO strap off of Adrian and include that as they pass it around the world. But so what happens when they want the watch, but there's somebody else in the chain? Do they get to keep the watch? Well, I, I think it's just a, it's a, it's a trust thing. It's a trust thing. Well, well but if, too trusting. if they want paying for the watch and I want to keep it, why can't I keep it? Why would I have to hand it off to the next person? There is no reason whatsoever why you could ju- just keep it. You could just flip it yourself, profit from it. It's just a matter of trust. So it's just a question of, yeah, if you get it and you go, no, I don't want to move this on, then that's absolutely fair enough to you. Somebody gets a cheap Seiko. And then what happens when you're the bottom person at the list and nobody's there to buy it off of you and you signed up for your Ponzi scheme thinking that you would only have this watch for a couple of weeks? That's the question. I'm thinking that what will happen is because we'll talk about it lots, there'll be people that will be willing to always be the you next think person it'll, in the it'll chain. It'll just be an endless supply. <laughs> it's the it's the song I that think, doesn't end. <laughs> it's a song that doesn't. It's like being in school as a kid when you used to send letters off to people, a chain chain letter. But I think the other thing I maybe might consider is once it's been out for a wee while, is I'll just buy it back off the last person. But I should add, I'm not making that commitment. But then you're <laughs> we'll still stuck All right, so here we go, listeners. Do not fall for Ponzi schemes. Say no to Ponzi schemes. If Rick comes up to you with this great idea, just say no, guys. Okay? Just say Rick, no. you told me this. Rick, you said this was a golden opportunity. It is and a golden opportunity. It was network marketing can, or something. I can't remember. What was it you said about it, this? this? It was, can only ever pay off. You you will become rich because of this scheme, clearly. Right. So just good. remember, investments can go up as well as down, mostly down. <laughs> just mm-hmm. say no. Say no, kids. Unlike <laughs> watches. Have you, All right. I, so I, I, Ricky, I came across but, this watches of Switzerland thing again. I don't know. Did you, did you guys see me post it on the Facebook group? I don't think so. So watches of Switzerland that are continuing to do this. Uh, do you want to... Uh, something like... 
invest your money and then it shows you a picture of like a Breitling or a Zenith and it's like this is nonsense so I think uh, a lot of people are complaining about it so I can't imagine it's going to last but watches are not an investment unless you happen to get lucky or you happen to have a load of money to start off with exactly except for my Seiko my blue Hodinky Seiko is clearly an investment (laughs) And everyone should get involved. Say now the Ponzi scheme. DM me. Ricky, Rick, what about you? Rick what is your grill scottishwatches.co.uk. <laughs> My grill watch? I don't What's actually have one just now. You don't? Not really, no. Yeah. Are you happy with your I'm, collection as is? or I'm quite content at the moment. I did want the Zenith Inventor, but the more I hear about it, the, more, the, the less I want it. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I can't think of any else. I liked the AP 15500 ST. But it's not enough for me to say it's a grail. Not interested in the Nautilus. Debethun's quite nice. Octophenissimo, quite nice. But yes. there's nothing that stands out as being, wow, I really want or I really need. What I really need now is a bigger house so I can make a YouTube studio in it. So I think that's my grail. <laughs> Priorities, right? Yeah, you guys are... You guys have got... Go ahead. Uh, you guys are like building a studio and you're telling me about Cat's uh, husband helping build this and you're putting sound deadening in and you're painting that special colour and you took your watch down to match the colour because I do listen to the podcast. No, we got into like that. <laughs> the colour looks I good. Told We're in the studio right now and it looks really good. Very happy with well, the colour. I'm in somebody's staff room and they've got retro games consoles everywhere and I'm getting a bit of a, a semi looking around this room. It's pretty cool. But yeah. We do have a studio. Not yet. Maybe one day. You never know. Well, I mean, you guys are really, like, y'all are killing it. You've been out for, so you started the podcast in January, correct? Yeah. So, and now here we are. By the time this episode airs sometime in November, y'all do two episodes a week, which kudos to you because that is hard. Like, (laughs) one episode a week was a lot and two episodes is it's a whole other level of a lot. Yeah. Um, It's a whole other episodes. Yeah, well, the other thing with our uh, podcast is we generally don't record them at the same time, but right. we do them like I've got an area in my studio man cave where I do all my work that's kind of sound dead and it's got the, the arm of the mic on it and things and Rick's got a kind of similar setup. So we don't get together to do it, but we do them like twice a week independently, which is We've pretty We've never good. met. No. I'm pretty sure you're like my granddad or that uncle that I was warned about. But we'll just we'll find out in due course once the DNA tests come back. Oh no. Uh, you never used to be a postman, did you, about thirty years ago? No, years? never no, been a okay. postman. Never mind. Never been a postman. Never mind. So but uh, the history of Scottish watches to, to fill the, the listeners in a little bit yeah, on it. Is, Thank you. Uh, what happened roughly when will this one go out? This will probably go out start of November, you reckon? Probably somewhere around there. Right. So it was probably September last year. I was obviously quite into the hobby. I'd found out about Red Bar. Don't know how. I think it was somebody on Facebook <coughs> and one of the, the groups had mentioned about Red Bar. So I signed up for oh, was it. That, was that a cough? Was that a cough I heard? Cats yeah. a, somebody else coughing. But we're okay. Oh, oh, oh yes, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool too. too. <laughs> Y'all don't wish that Sorry. on my partner over here. So, like, the world can live without Rick, but the world needs cats. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm staying a little silent right now. I'm, I'm battling a pretty bad cold. So, <laughs> trying to trying to save my voice for our podcast. She's also staying way across the table from me right now. <laughs> Good idea, yep. good idea. So uh, it was about a year ago, found out about Red Bar, 
through a group on Facebook. It might even have been Horology Talk, which is where me and Catelyn sort of started chatting a few years ago when right. people were slagging, not slagging off, people were getting a little bit vicious about females and watches and things, and we got into a discussion about it in a positive light. But a year ago, I went to Redbar, uh, met a couple of guys there, and then got invited to a store relaunch in Glasgow near Girl Arcade. Ended up going to that, and I walked in, and the loudest voice in the room was Rick. <laughs> who was sitting down with his Tudor GMT with the date functioning perfectly, well, of which is well, still apparently is. Uh, we <laughs> sat down, we spoke with Declan, who's a guy we've mentioned in our podcast. I went across to Switzerland to SIHH with him and a few people at the start of the year. Me and Rick just started talking and we're kind of bouncing off each other a little bit. And then we started talking when we got home on Instagram. We made a couple of jokes on somebody's post about starting a Scottish watching a Scottish watches type podcast because there was one already, but it was very sporadic. Um, and I'd actually asked the guys if I could come on and talk about Basel World and SIHH and how easy it is to get from Scotland across there. And I kind of get snubbed. So me and Rick started talking, and then he came up with the idea: Well, why don't we actually do something then instead of just talking about it? So we had a plan for a website. And from that, it was me that said, why don't we just do this podcast, see what happens, because the recording gear anyway. Uh, we did our first episode January, then we did our second episode quite quickly afterwards. And then by accident, it just ended up twice a week. And it sounds ridiculous to have a Scottish-based watch podcast twice a week, because you would think, well, there isn't that much stuff happening. But we don't talk about watches, so it doesn't no, matter. definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, uh, started that one in January, and we've really just... There's, uh, over here, Top Gear was, was massive when like, uh, Jeremy Clarkson and the guys were on the BBC. It wasn't really to do with cars. It was the banter, the humour, the fun, and the other stuff that happens along the way. It's the journey. It's not the destination. Right. And that's kind of what's happened with Scottish watches. We just... We don't care... You know, we'll go to the party and be kicked out, but it'll be the best party you've ever been to because we don't <laughs> care. Uh, we just have a joke, a giggle. We don't take things too seriously. Uh, you hate me because I've got Invicta watches, but I've also got a Rolex, a I've Omega, never a Tudor. said I hate you. You dislike me massively because of my Invicta collection. Uh, <laughs> I have no I have the messages. I have the messages. You don't have any so, uh, messages. What are you talking I do. About? I'm good with Photoshop. So that's, <laughs> that's, basically, that's where Scottish watches came from. Along the way, we've kind of picked up a bit of momentum. We get speaking to Dave Sharp, Floatlight here in the UK, who runs most of the Red Bar operations. Turns out, when I was working 15 years ago in publishing and had a car magazine, I interviewed him and did a photo shoot because he used to do rally driving. And we've just reconnected after 15 years. Uh, he runs all the Red Bar stuff and he's opened the doors quite quickly for us to speak to like the the CEO of Mont Blanc. Uh, we've also got other stuff happening with Richemont. We've been invited to like, the Grand Seiko Hodinkee event in Glasgow just a couple of weeks ago there. Met Jack Forster and all the guys. So it's really, but we're only about nine, ten months in nine ten months in and yeah. it's just really really good and through that we've managed to sort of speak to a lot of people that have helped them start instagram accounts a few people have started podcasting yourselves included and we're just trying to pass on that information and make it a very open community because a lot of people they, they like to close themselves off and not talk about other groups other podcasts other websites etc we talk about bark and jack jody at just one more watch you guys archie luxury everybody and anybody as long as they're not dead no, I will say, um, you know, and people, 
anybody who's ever mentioned you guys like in a in a not so good light, the first thing I say is how I mean, y'all are amazing. Y'all when we started this podcast, y'all were there the entire I mean, more so you than than Rick, because no offense, Rick, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ricky is a little bit uh, more technologically there for us. Um, no, you I mean, you guys have always been probably our biggest supporters from the get go other than Kat's husband. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, and it, it's been phenomenal. And I, I think that that's something that's really unique about you and your relationship that you have with each other. Um, you can tell you guys are just having fun with it. And I think there's so many there's so many places and so many people who take this hobby way too seriously and you guys don't which is one thing i absolutely love about listening to your podcast well thank you yeah uh, have have we uh, you touched on uh, cartoon's husband there uh, have we established after the last broadcast we did together as to what it is that he's getting out of this oh because i think i established that i reckon they had a large collection right. of lawnmowers so he's letting you do all all of this uh cat uh no which one are you again your cat one no, who's Catelyn? You're, no, you're Catelyn, right? Okay, Catelyn, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Rick, press the red buzzer. Somebody will come along shortly. It's, oh. it's a cord that I pull. It's not a button. You pull the cord. It's like Donald Trump, how he's complaining about the, the iPhone doesn't have a button anymore. Have you seen this? No, I have He tweeted last night, apparently. Obviously, a vital thing for the leader of the free world to do to Tim Cook at Apple. Now, I don't use Apple products, but even I understand the fact that you now apparently have to slide rather than push the button. And so he's decided to use his worldwide fame and notoriety to tweet uh, Tim Cook to complain about the iPhone. That's obviously alerting every world agency as to what actual standard of iPhone he actually is using, which just makes it easier for them to hack it. But there you go. Sorry, that was a bit of a distraction. <laughs> it was uh, quite a distraction. Was, yes. So what's what? I've uh, not established what is what is the the him indoors uh, doing with all this extra time that he's now got because you're away recording uh, with with Catelyn, your Catelyn. Yeah, that's right. We're not really away. Like yeah, he, we're he just at hang, the house. Yeah, he he just hangs all out right, downstairs, okay. and yeah, we all hang know. out yeah. for for a while before so and after just... we record. We eat dinner together. We yeah. just hang out. We're we're a big happy family over here. <laughs> Drinking sandwiches, things Drinking like that. Sandwiches, <laughs> exactly. Is that like one of those relationships whereby there's three people in a relationship? No. Like, okay, no. So no, no, no. It is not that kind of that, relationship. I can't remember what that's called. It's called something. <laughs> yeah, it's called. I'm not this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. No, he's. And is he, I mean, last weekend he was working outside the whole time that we were recording and yeah. all. And yeah, it all works out. Okay. And are we, are we ever going to get to hear from him? Probably not. <laughs> I right. think we'll get him on our show, Ricky. What do you think? I think he's going to be like Wilson from Home Improvements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always see the hat. <laughs> He's just in the distance all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just hanging out downstairs. Um, no, but I mean, definitely our biggest supporter. When you guys are doing YouTube videos, you'll just see his baseball cap kind of in the background walking past. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we, we'll wait. wait, wait, we're not going on YouTube. Yeah, no, no, no. That is that sound fun. <laughs> I, I heard you. Were, I heard there were attempts at this last night that went horribly wrong. <laughs> they didn't go horribly wrong, I don't feel like. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear that they went wrong? Why did they go no, wrong? No, I'm just I'm just exaggerating to get Adrian into trouble. <laughs> did we try and get Adrian in trouble? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought that last night went very well, actually. Good. 
good. Look forward to seeing yeah. it. So is it a pod? You did video as well, though, yeah? We did a video last night for Adrian's channel for Bark and Jack. Yeah. Yes. And that will probably cool. be our first and last YouTube <laughs> experience. <laughs> um, we have, and, and people ask us this all the time if we want to do video and people really insist on it. But like y'all, this is a lot of work editing and show notes and everything like that for two podcast episodes a week. There's no way, like, Mm-mm. no way we were going to get into video on top of that. Will I let you into a secret? What you got? Right. The reason people keep asking you guys to do videos is they want to see <laughs> real life in motion Catlin poses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Catlin pose is so hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's been your favorite interview that you guys have done? Out of curiosity, because y'all have talked to a lot of really amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it would probably be Ariel Adams, oh, Archie sure. Luxury, Mike France. Those are you just are gonna name everybody? <laughs> no, that's my top three in no particular order because they were, they were all really. But most of them have been. No, actually, there's not been a single one where it's been a dud. We've yeah. never went on to a podcast to record with somebody because we don't speak to them beforehand. We don't give them questions. We don't give them any kind of idea of what's going to happen. And our probably our most infamous episode where we caught somebody unaware was when the two <laughs> guys from Oris. We turned up to an Oris evening in Edinburgh with Chisholm Hunter. One of our good um, friends works there, Chris. And he's, he quickly said to him, right, guys, uh, the guys from Scottish Watches are here. They want to record an interview. You up for it? The two guys from Morris said, uh, okay, then, what's it all about? Oh, it'll be fine. Don't worry. So they sat down. They had no idea who we were or what we were going to do. And from the moment we hit record, Rick took the piss out of them. I took the <laughs> piss out of them. I made the most inappropriate joke ever, and it went completely over their head. <laughs> So, yeah, that happened. So but what the I'm hearing is one, you guys do not interview with Oris anymore. You're no longer. Uh, well, actually, th- through the back channels, I found out that they're actually happy with what we did. Okay. It's just that they didn't want to listen back to themselves because they don't like the, the sound of their own voice, which is a common thing. Before I started podcasting or doing videos or anything like that, I hated the sound of my own voice. It's probably maybe you guys are a little bit similar when you first started. Oh, I still mm-hmm. hate the sound of my own voice. Yeah. It yep. doesn't sound right, never sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand why the guys didn't want to listen back. But no, they're cool. Uh, we've got a great relationship with them along with everybody else. And we've never done a podcast apart from, oh, there's the secret podcast. Rick, I was going to say. the secret podcast? There is a secret podcast. There is. Right. There is, is, there is Shall we give them a little yet. bit of a scoop? Oh, wait. <laughs> Do you want a little scoop? Yes, of course we want this. Right, okay. Spill the tea. I'm going to, going to be careful how we word this because it still is a secret podcast, but back in March, Rick started speaking to an individual, uh, an AD, and was setting things up. We'd like to come up, we'd like to talk to you guys about the brands you do, the, histor- the history of where you guys are located. I'm very careful what I say here. And everything was fine. The manager of the AD got involved in it. They were fine. Everything was good. Everything was good. Took about four months to set up. We went up there. We recorded it. We brought Although in some it could, local. Although it could have been that we went down there as well. We may have gone down there. Uh, we may, or have, may have gone west. left or right. It <laughs> could yeah. be anywhere. Uh, so we went there. Uh, we did a little bit of history about the location, things that tied in with sporting events. It all came together well. I asked a couple of questions and said, go check that out You know, before this airs, just in case the information's wrong. The person said, that's fine. Then we went back to the AD. We took photos of the person beside the name of the AD. Handshakes, smiles, everybody was cool. Next morning, Rick, what did they say to you? 
that if the podcast went out, they would be looking for a new job by the end of the day. <laughs> so, yes. Turns out, after three and a bit months of planning, uh, permissions had not been sought from the powers that be for the, well, the place I, that we I, were I, at. I don't think, I think it's more that somebody central just got exceedingly nervous because of one of the particularly large Swiss watch brand that everyone's quite sensitive about and just yes. pulled it. So this will remain. And it was a really good interview as well. It was a really good show. Yeah. Uh, because we were recording it in a public arena, it meant there was no none of Rick uh, Ricky's usual, you know, rudeness. I've been pretty good today so far. You have. Been. You have. I, I, I so did wonder whether far. you should actually make it really difficult so that these guys have a heck of a job editing this show, that you should just come on and be absolutely effing and jeffing everywhere. But see, as somebody no. who edits the podcast, Rick Ricky understands the amount of work that would go into that. And knowing that this is our very <laughs> first interview where we're going to have four audio tracks, he probably just is sincerely wanting to make our lives a little easy because he's a genuinely good person underneath all of the Ricky. <laughs> I think it's just that Ricky. he's tired. I think it's just that he's tired. He's been up too no, long. <laughs> I've had multiple coffees and I'm in a good place. No, I understand. And obviously in our show, we don't say the F word, the C word, etc., etc. We say uh, the S word and the P word. Can we make it perfectly clear? I say none of those words ever. <laughs> All of the swearing is you. Right, you're not innocent either. You've said you've said some things. So. What things what have I the said? Name of the girls' podcast exactly. before they officially named it. Exactly. Oh come on, <laughs> come on. That's hardly fair. Jugs and Jugs was a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Somebody oh. had to. So Somebody man. Has. All right. Back to the back to this uh interview. So I actually I was really impressed with the R2 Luxury interview. Uh you mentioned that as one of your your top ones. And honestly, I don't watch a lot of his videos just because I, I don't mm. like his style necessarily. Just personal opinion. But uh and it took me a couple of weeks to finally listen to the interview because you insisted that we should. And it was it was quite good. It was very different than what I expected. Mm-hmm. It was the actor portraying himself instead of the character. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of information that he acts, he just let slip that showed you that he did have a good solid understanding of the industry, the community, and he's just playing it for laughs and also to make money off his YouTube views and his sponsorships. And what we learned off the back of that was he, the drama that's created between him and other YouTubers, he needs that. Because that's what brings people in. It's the the headline grabbing stuff from mm-hmm. like the National Enquirer. That's what he thrives on. And we were going to put the boot into one of his competitors who had been stealing content from somewhere else. He actually made us, it didn't make us, he suggested to us that we don't really go as hard because if we eliminated that person, that takes a little bit of the excitement and the drama out of things. So he's a clever, clever guy. He just plays the fool very well. Have y'all kept in touch with him at all? Yeah, I've still got him on WhatsApp. No, don't speak as much now because things have kind of died down. All the drama and all the heat in that sort of arena has slowed, which is good because we're another thing we get caught up in. And kind of June, July time was there was a lot of animosity. There was yeah. a lot of people's articles and photography and stuff being stolen mm-hmm. by a certain individual that everybody can probably piece together, and it hit close to home because. One of the companies that, that this guy did that to is based in Glasgow and Rick knows the guys and we've featured them before and we've met them and it was just a bit of a, a kick in the teeth to see that happen so close to home. That's why we went a bit nuts with it to defend them 
Uh, and we did quite a good job. We actually got uh, law, not law enforcement, we got uh, solicitors team in Canada involved and, and good things happened. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> That's about all we can say about that one, though. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'd say those three episodes are the standout, but we're up at nearly 86, 87 episodes. That's crazy. And they've all been good. There's not one that's been a dud, like I say. There's no one that I've been halfway through and thought, this is unrecoverable. We've always managed to get, and we've been told as well, we managed to extract more information, humour and personality from people in our interviews than maybe the, the top line guys at Hodinkee or a blog to watch because they go in quite corporate facts and figures and we just go in about the love, the enjoyment because we're not interested in the monetary side of things. It's all right. about having a good time. Yeah. No, I think that comes across very well. Can I just disassociate myself from those statements? I'm absolutely interested in the money side of things. I'm only in this for the filthy Wonga. Oh, that's the Ponzi scheme. That, exactly, exactly. What's the, there's no point in doing it unless there's cash involved. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> All right, what about you, Rick? What are your favourites? Ooh, I, probably the same. I think the one I was most excited about doing was Ariel. That was that was a I really enjoyed you know I, I the Little Mermaid. Bit, I was you know, the little, I was a little bit starry eyed, starstruck speaking to him because he's kind of guy. Well, he is. And you see him, you speak to him, see him around the numbers. He's like phoning me up uh, to talk to. So that was quite cool. The ones that surprised me, the one that's been the rudest, uh, what which you would have thought would have been Archie it was I. <laughs> which I think had the most editing on it was in fact it was probably a tie Adam. between Adam and Sophie yeah. so Adam <laughs> Craniotis from Red Bar uh, but actually the funniest one was probably Sophie Rindler from Talker Watches uh, she was really it was like a really confession fun. tape it was very <laughs> funny I just and I think actually podcasting as a medium can do this sometimes especially when you don't do it face to face well, because yeah. it's just like you're talking on the phone with a friend, yeah. so you assume it's, you can say exactly. whatever. Absolutely. Whereas if you're doing it with a camera, a guy behind a camera, you just don't. And she was basically just telling stories about how she got into watches basically by stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and all sorts of fakes that were involved. Uh, she's cracking. You should check out Talker Watches if you come across them. Because she, she's, she's, she's left that life behind now, apparently. Well, the three stories that she came out with on our show, I actually had to turn them into promo segments because they were that good. The first one was about her first ever watch. It was stolen. She stole it from somebody at school. The second story was about, I think it was, she was dating somebody and they broke up with her because she liked a really crappy watch. And it was just that all these amazing stories. The and then we had um, one of the, the most recent episodes. It's a watchmaker in Glasgow Service Centre. And he was telling us that David Tennant the, the ex-Doctor Who had come in with a watch for repair. And it's it's finding out all these little stories and piecing them all together. Our podcast, like yourselves, it's going to be there forever. It's going to end up in the internet. It's going to stay there. It's going to be an internet archive. And people can come back and listen to these timeless little chunks of information and history. Um, and that's kind of what it's all about. I think the episodes we've had have been good just like your episodes as well. And hopefully you guys are going to start doing more interviews with people and build that side of things as well. Cause you've got a completely different take. We're a couple of idiots from Scotland. You're a couple of idiots from Nashville. You, <laughs> you guys are going to get more and different things out of different people than we do. Plus the fact you're coming at it from a completely unique angle. 
uh, and the way you're doing it is fantastic. Our listeners, our, our readers, people on our website or Instagram love you guys. Um, they can't get enough of it, and obviously they're probably part of the the movement to try and get you onto YouTube, the same as Adrian and what we've been doing as well. You really are in a happy place this weekend, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he just called us idiots from Nashville, so I don't know how happy he could be. But <laughs> Well, I'm locked in a basement in Sheffield, so I'm having a great time. Honestly, that's probably the nicest thing you've said to us, is that we're idiots from Nashville. <laughs> so... Fair enough. Um, so, so going forward, what do you? What's the, what's the plan? What are you guys looking to do? What do you? What's the goal with the podcast, with the YouTube? Because I've noticed you started doing more YouTube videos. I think you have a couple with uh, with Dave from Floatlight, which are absolutely hilarious, by the way. Um, right? Yeah. What, what's what's the future? The prop. I think Rick is a grounding force. When I'm with Rick, he brings the, the word of God into things and kind of grounds me, brings me back down to earth. When I end up with Floatlight, Floatlight is the anti-Rick. You know, you get the anti-Christ, <laughs> he's the anti-Rick. And when we get together, it is horrible. It is like school kids, a couple of 12-year-old boys having a joke and a laugh in the locker room about and fart jokes and all the rest of it so our videos when I've done things with like the Apollo 11 50th commemorative edition of Omegas uh, we've done a podcast together about things and there's a couple of videos that we've recorded recently, three videos actually uh, on some of his other watches It's it just it reverts back to schoolyard humour and he's like he's a good maybe six years older than me so he should know better He's married. He's got one of those wife things, you know. <laughs> now, Floatlight is a great guy. He's done so much for us. I know he's done a lot for Adrian as well. We wouldn't be where we are without his help, support, and just saying to his phone up, hey, how's it going? Listen, uh, do you want to do an interview with a guy that runs Montblanc watches? Yes, please. So he's <laughs> Sign cracking. Me Sign me up, Doc. So uh, YouTube-wise, we've... Uh, spent a bit of money recently on new audio equipment because it was bad. It was good for recording ourselves. It wasn't good for being out and doing interviews and things because you could hear what was happening at the other end of the room compared to us speaking. So we've upgraded that. We've also bought uh, some new camera equipment as well. So we've now got a vlogging camera that we took to Hodinkee and the footage from it was actually not too bad for a first attempt. My background is publishing magazines and audiovisual stuff, but I do corporate events, weddings, music festivals. I don't do watches. I don't do close-up stuff. So I've had to get all this new equipment. But so far, so good. And the plan of attack is to actually speak to owners locally in Scotland, because it's easy, and bring them to our studio that we're kind of setting up at the moment. And instead of just doing a, here's a Rolex, it's 40 mil in diameter. You know, it weighs 157 grams. It costs this. We're not going to do that. We're going to say, right, tell us about this watch. Why did you buy it? Why do you love it? Why is it still in your collection? That's what we did with Floatlight. He talked about his Apollos and why he wanted them. He turned it around. He explained about the movement, the history, and it was a passion. And I think that's a lot more interesting to people rather than just reading off a spec list. That's the plan for the YouTube stuff going forward. Very cool. Yeah. Rick, you still with us? Yeah, I did actually. The line genuinely did drop out for a minute there. It wasn't just me falling asleep. Rick, did you flatline? I, 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 I did. I did actually flatline ever so briefly there, uh, which was uh, it was all it was all rather odd. But there we go. So I I actually missed the question, but I would guess the question was what does the future hold yes. or words to that effect. Yes. So shall we then uh, talk about something which depending on when this gets released, you can either edit this bit out or you can keep it in. I think we should talk about it. That was the whole purpose for that I think question. We should. Exactly. So 
I, depending on when this actual episode goes out, this will either go out within the episode or maybe as an extra special bit. But we are pulling together some something which at the moment we are calling Hotics. The Hotics.com, H-A-U-T-I-X. And, and that what is, is that be? ourselves. So that that is good that you should ask that, especially as you know exactly what it's going to be, <laughs> being the pro. So that is going to be that ourselves, Scottish Watches, you guys at 10 and 2, and Adrian at Bark and Jack, we're kind of, it's a bit like Avengers Assemble. We are the watch independents. We are going to assemble ourselves together with this little brand that we've invented and just see where it takes us. So you'll be able to go to the hotix.com website and access all of our stuff from there. We'll still have our own podcast, own websites, all the rest of it for the foreseeable future. But it just gives us a little opportunity because we work so closely together already. Exactly. We thought, actually, let's just put a badge on this thing because when we're speaking to brands, when we're speaking to people we want to interview, when we're doing all these sort of other things in terms of promotional and well, anything else that takes our fancy, the ability to say that we're doing it as part of a bigger group. When you see the one-hit wonders like Houdinki and Revolution and the big corporates doing their thing, we thought maybe bringing together some of the independents on the media platform might give us some interesting opportunities. So you will soon get to see everything that is Hotix uh, at Hotix.com and there'll be an Instagram and possibly a Facebook and all that kind of other stuff. And you'll see a lot more possibly happening collaboratively between all three of us uh, sharing stuff. Uh, started by me sharing my cold with Cartoon Cat, <laughs> but hopefully we'll sharing share, caring, we'll share right? some other things. <laughs> but sharing is caring. So that is what the future holds. Awesome. I'm quite excited by the opportunities because, and it'll not just be the three of us. We are open to other people uh, approaching the, well, does that make us the founders? I suppose it does. I think so. We're like, are we like Shield? <laughs> Is that how it works in Venice? I never really got the whole Avengers thing. I mean, I've watched it and I've like given away the plot lines in various podcasts <laughs> before <laughs> before the show before the films came out. Uh, too much to the ruination of them. But yeah, so we're we're going to found this thing called Hotix dot com, and uh, actually we've already had a couple of people who sort of know we're up to something. Uh, coming along saying I know you're up to something I might quite like to be involved in that so if you're out there another broadcaster media or, or something else in the watch world and you think uh, joining forces might be a good idea then uh, we're obviously in the next week I'll open to, to speaking to you yeah. so look out get in touch the Hotix idea something we've kind of talked about because we always talk about each other's shows. We talk about Adrian, his straps, his videos. We talk about you guys at 10 and 2, what you're up to. You guys talk about us all the time. And it's kind of, it's been very informal. But we thought, well, we're all talking about these individual things. You're going to be doing a tour. We've done things. Adrian's done things. It'd be good if there was like a, a one particular place where people could just find out about what's happening in the independent watch scene, what's happening here, there and everywhere. And Hotix will be like the music festival and we're all the bands that are playing at it. So you get to see all your oh, favourites. Oh, well, now I feel famous. Really. Yeah. 
No, very cool. We're very excited. And I think one of the big things is, is all three of us are genuinely friends outside of like this whole podcasting and YouTube thing. Like we, we talk to each other a lot. Um, you know, and we, we've had a friendship for a while. So very excited to, to work a little bit more closely with you guys. Um, and just kind of see where, see where it goes. Yeah. I would, I'd like to make a comment there as well. Some people don't realize that we are actually all friends because exactly. we kind of rib each other and we joke and we laugh. Some people think it's serious and it isn't because, for instance, me and yourself, Catelyn, we've known each other for over two years. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk all the time on the phone on WhatsApp. You can be stuck in traffic. You can be bored at work. Uh, I can ask you for advice and things that are nothing to do with watches uh, and you're very Seriously, helpful. Seriously, you, you ask Catelyn for advice? Really? Yeah, what is wrong with is that? that? All, is that where you're? Is that all these life decisions you're making? No, 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 no. And look at where it's Ricky's life is now. Ricky is doing good in his life. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's in a happy place in a basement in Sheffield. Upgrade. I didn't know where to look to upgrade my trailer park, and now I am sorted. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, no, we do. We joke and laugh, and we yeah. see things on Instagram sometimes where people comment and say, "What's that all about?" That's, that's a, a little bit cutting. I mean, leave those people alone. They're they're doing a fantastic job, and it's like we're, we're kidding on. We're having a joke, so everyone should really know that we've been speaking for years. It's all tongue in cheek. It's a bit of a laugh. It's a bit like a comedy central roast. That's the way I try and explain it. And Scottish watches is a bit like Top Gear. And you guys have got the different version of what you do. We've got a different version of what we do. And then you've got the corporate suits at Hodinkee that do their thing. So everybody can get along. Hotix is going to be really good. Really excited about it. Um, now that Adrian's actually moved to our city because we allowed him in, we're going to be doing more things yep. here based in Scotland. And then hopefully we can get you guys across to Switzerland maybe next year. Yes, Hopefully. it's happening. It's happening. Well, Switzerland, yeah. we're not committing to next year. I don't think. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Unless funds just magically appear for next year. Well, you never I think, know. I think you're talking about you're talking about toppers jewelers enough. Surely they must be a bit ready to fund you by now, no? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. What to do is I tell you what. I've got a great idea. Is this another great Ponzi idea. scheme? Okay, I got a great idea. You could just be part of the Ponzi scheme, and then when the Seiko comes to you, you could flip it and try and sell it for a profit for, for two flights for to Switzerland. Yeah, um, only no, here we're to very help. excited. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it kind of starts to wrap things up. So we've noticed um, in the last little bit that you guys have your podcast sounds a little different. Like I've heard the word "y'all" thrown in a few times, um, and we're so we're very curious. You seem to be a little bit southern now. We wanted to have a little fun with you before we before we go, um, and we want to see. I don't. We want to see how southern you guys are. Out of curiosity, are you down? Okay, I'm in Sheffield. Uh, I'm really we're, southern. We're, we're down. We're down. <laughs> really, okay. Um, so we're gonna give you guys a couple of phrases, and uh, I want to know if you guys know what they mean. So down yonder. Uh, okay. Down yonder, down the roads, like away, away over there. Okay. Uh, what about a hissy fit? Oh, uh, just having a tantrum. Oh, yes. You guys are really southern. Till the cows come home. That's not a southern that phrase. We've got southern. cows in the UK. So I've never heard anybody <laughs> is north of Kentucky say "till the cows come home." We had cows For a long in this country before your country was even a country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, too big for his britches. Uh, they think they're above their station. 
Y'all are so so. Do you live in Nashville part time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, as it happens. And then, hey, is uh, is bless your heart? Is that an insult or is it sincere? If you say bless sincere. your heart, sincere. Mm. Well, no, it can be a bit kind of like oh, bless your heart. You're, you're if your grandparents say it, it's sincere. I don't know. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do we get to do, do we get to do some phrases with you guys then? Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Throw it at us. Okay. What you got? Uh, uh, okay, away you go, you mug you. See, I don't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. Away you go, you mug you. Is that kind of like a like an F off? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Away, hey, away you okay. go, you mug you. Right, I've got one for you. Pretty, pretty much everything is a Scottish version okay. of telling you to go and take a run and jump. Well, well, my next one was going to be away and take your face for a shite. I feel like you've no. texted me this to say it to Rick before, <laughs> but I can't remember what it <laughs> I survived, basically. If you listen to the Scottish Watchers podcast, you have to have Urban Dictionary pulled up at the same time to understand yes. Scottish slang. No, what is yes. what does that mean? Uh, it means F off again. Uh, so basically <laughs> everything, everything yes. means F off. Everything in Scotland is F off. I Apart love you in Shireen Scotland Nanjiani. is F off. <laughs> Apart from Shireen Nanjiani, <laughs> that does not mean F off. What is it? Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm a it's, good pal of Jim Delahunt's. Don't you be. There was two you be. There was two newscasters in Scotland on TV uh, many years ago. One was called Shireen Nanjiani and the other one was called Jim Delahunt. And in rhyming slang, it's not good. So we'll just leave it as that. Are we allowed to keep this stuff in, or do we need to edit this part out? <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. It, 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 basically it? in Scotland, everything either means a certain type of rain or go away. That's that's pretty much it. There's basically those. Two, Adrian moves to Scotland immediately. Names a watch strap color after the grey skies. It's a good color too. <laughs> have, have you guys seen it in person? I have it for my uh, for my speed map. We look out the windows and we see it in person. <laughs> <laughs> to be All fair, Nashville day. looks that way today too. So, oh man. Well, oh, um, I think that's I think that's about it. So uh, we just wanted to thank you guys for joining us for an interview and having y'all on our show. And then I guess you can tell people where they can find you. On you go, Rick. Oh, right, okay. So I need wake to wake up. up. I need to wake up. Right, okay. Wake up, wake up. Slap, slap, slap. RexPonziScheme.com uh, so RexPonziScheme. So thehortex.com, which will take you to the RexPonziScheme.com, where you can buy your Seiko Alpinist. Uh, no, uh, you can find us on Instagram at, at ScottishWatches. You can find the other guy with a Scottish accent on this podcast at RickyWatches. You can find me at RickTikTok. You can find the YouTube channel, which is Scottish. Basically, stick Scottish Watch into Google and then sign up for all the things it takes you to, especially the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and the Facebook group, because you guys you guys are actually part of... The, what we did with the Facebook group is everybody that's been on the podcast is involved in it. So Adrian... He's a moderator. He's <laughs> a moderator. They help out. We've got Jody, the guys from uh, everywhere, everybody. Um, even the guys from Clockbait, who we don't like very much, they're involved in it as well. So, yep, at Scottish Watches, the everythings were everywhere, apart from Twitter, because nobody uses Twitter anymore. Uh, we actually do have a Scottish Watches Twitter account. Yeah, I know, I made it, but Nothing we don't use it. it. So. 
<laughs> no, we don't. So, we, we're too busy, right? The last part of this is, when you guys started this podcast, did you realise it would take over your lives? No. No. <laughs> our lives are Despite the fact that we told you. And work. And, I mean, and we both work, you know, two regular full-time jobs, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's... It's podcast stuff like on lunch breaks. It's mm-hmm. podcast stuff before work yep. and after work. Like late at night, my office basically is sitting in my bed late at night doing it's Instagram podcast stuff yeah. and Instagram. Oh my gosh, y'all and y'all well, are really good about your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like you guys like everything and comment on everything, and I don't understand how you do it. How do you do it? Is time different in Scotland? Bots. <laughs> Bots. Bots. Okay. bots. Lots of bots. <laughs> well, we want to say Hashtag a big well all done. The bots. Hashtag all the watches. Rick, shush. We want to say a big thanks for you guys for having us on and also congratulations because you've gone against everything time wise, job wise, family life, everything that gets in the way of podcasting. And I really hoped that when you guys started this, that you would hit the road running get the momentum and keep going and you have most podcasts they start and they fizzle out so quickly uh so it's a testament to you guys your ingenuity the way you've stuck at it and that you're pressing forward you're making loads of contacts and you're making people's commutes and free time just enjoyable because we're seeing all the comments the reviews the messages and things so you're doing a great job and keep it up i i don't recall you saying that to me i thought you hoped they crashed and burned when they started. <laughs> no 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 that's that was that other guy <laughs> oh all right back to the podcast <laughs> we're just trying to say bye y'all <laughs> all right. you need to learn a scottish word uh, all right guys well so i think that's gonna wrap everything up make sure you follow scottish watches on all of their stuff um check out our website www.tenandtwo.com uh you can find us on instagram and facebook at ten and two media and uh i think that's it yeah all right Thank you guys for coming on, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Catch you soon. Goodbye from me. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 